Get to the church, blind! Get to the church, blind! Go! Now! I'm Pete Mitchell, and he's Peyton Jones, and you're listening to Hardcore Church Planning, the companion podcast for the Church Planner Podcast and Church Planner Magazine. Each week, we'll bring you interviews from planners who are in the trenches making it happen right now. These active church planners bear it all, share their successes, their failures, and what they'd wish they'd known when they were first starting out. Listen in to discover how God is working in their church plans. Hey, church planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And you're listening in to a very special episode of Hardcore Church Planting because we've got a um, special guest. Peyton. We do. Introduce him. Batty Walters, which uh, I'm, I'm told that's not too bad. Is that right, Barry? You did a, you did a better earlier on. Yeah, that wasn't I so feel it. You went away. Yeah, I did. I, I, I came back, really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm always told my Welsh accent is bad. Go figure. I lived there 12 years, still can't do the accent very good. But, uh, hey, our guest today is Barry Waters. He is, uh, I would say, less of a friend, more of a little brother, and a guy that uh, I have been able to watch. Well, he'll tell you more of the story uh, over his development. But uh, Barry actually schedules the guests on our podcast um, but he is not just the president of the hair club for men and church planners. He's also a client. He is also doing a work in South Wales. Uh, he'll tell you more about that, but Barry is also the look behind the magazine. He is the current managing editor of church planner magazine. So, uh, we're tied in pretty tight with him, but we've asked him on the show today to talk about, uh, what's going on, uh, something called coffee church. And so very welcome onto the show, man. It is a pleasure to be on. It's a privilege, longtime listener, very big fan of, 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 of it all. And first time guest. And, and it is, guest, yes. and it is a big privilege. Let's, let's just oh, be we, clear about that to be on this podcast. Is, yeah. it, it's a privilege. And, and yeah, really, let me, let me be clear. Pete is not saying it is a big privilege to have you on here. It is, it is not even a big privilege to, uh, uh, to, 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 for me to be here it's, uh, or, or for him to be here with me. It's, it's for us to be here with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Just, it's for me and you, Peyton, to be with yeah. Pete. Since, we okay. are the privileged ones. Since I am even more humoring us. Since I'm even He's more thinking. confused about what you're saying, let me let me just jump in here, uh, guys, <laughs> with our first inaugural question that I always get to ask. It's I, I get to ask two questions, and then pretty much Peyton kicks me to the curb, and then he takes over from there. So, question number one is this, Barry: Tell us your story of how you came to faith. Okay, can I, I have a question for you guys before we we before I go into? I don't that. think you understand how this works. This show, <laughs> <laughs> just a quick one. Okay, so Peyton quite often refers to me as his Padwan, so I'm thinking like he's the Obi Wan, I'm his Luke. So what does that make Pete? Are you Han? <laughs> <laughs> or are you Vader? Or like, I mean, you, you Pete is up the Hut clan. I am. And, uh, I'm a Hut. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a Hut. He oh, he kind of runs the whole operation. Oh yeah. Okay. I see that. Okay. How I came to faith. So it's kind of how I came to faith. 
uh, Peyton actually played a, a whole big part in that. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family, um, but never really made any significant connection with with the gospel. It was just going to church for the sake of going to church. Um, and it, oddly enough, I started reading um, the Da Vinci Code, which was how Pillar got started the church that I ended up getting saved in. So there's all these very odd connections in my story and how it all came about to be. Anyway, so I started reading the Da Vinci Code and had all these questions about it, like, oh, could Jesus have had a wife and everything like this? I was asking my uh, my mother, and she was um, she was like, oh, you should come along to this thing. We've got a decoding Da Vinci Code evening. So I went along to this thing, and it, uh, they went through it and explained all the reasons why the book was was nonsense and how we know it's nonsense because we have all this historical evidence. And it was the first time I'd ever seen the Bible um, taught in historical context. Now, around the same time, Peyton is launching Pillar. Now, he launched Pillar because he was working with my dad um, as a clinical troubleshooter. That would be the correct term, Peyton? Yep. Yep. That yep. was it. Okay. And it's, so Pey I'd met Peyton at this point already. Um, and it's, so Peyton plants um, Pillar. I go along to the first Sunday, but don't really come back after that. Um, but I have all these questions in my head now because of what's been opened up by going to the Dakota and Da Vinci Code evening. And uh, I decided I was going to go do some traveling after finished university. So I got a job. Um, and which freed me up to go to church on Sundays. And my brother and my best friend Steve had already been going along. And they were like, you got to come along and listen to this crazy American guy preach. He talks about Batman all the time. So I started going along. Um, and I don't even know really the point when I became a Christian. But when I turned up a pillar at Sunday uh, and the Sundays that I kept going, it was I'd never been more accepted in any place I'd ever been to in any form of, of community whatsoever, I was just wholeheartedly accepted. I would turn up like hungover on Sundays and be quite honest and open about it because I was, I was still wasn't living a Christian life. And the guys would just be amazing and just loving and caring. And then Peyton would talk about Batman in his sermons. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, this is what church can really be. And we would sit and discuss and I'd get asked all these questions and I'd throw out crazy stuff and the guys would just be so graceful and loving and kind and just give me the gospel in that way and uh eventually i just decided this is what i want to do it's mm -hmm. awesome and did it bother you that i was mentioning batman when you are in fact uh the marvel affectionado of the universe well i do i do prefer marvel i do i am a spider-man guy but i do like i do like batman so but let's was, face was, it I, let's face it marvel is better right yes I mean, like, way better than DC. Yeah, good. The the movies, I'll give you that. But the, uh, everything, <laughs> the characters. <laughs> come on, they came up with Wolverine. That's all. Like, uh, just leave it right there. Wolverine, boom, done. Wolverine. Case for that, no, totally argument. Yeah, I was, he wouldn't stand a chance against a bat. Just, <laughs> I knew this podcast was going to turn into this. Who's fault at this? Well, uh, very nonsense. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing now with your church plant. Well, um, I came over 
it's about two years ago now to study uh, with you guys in New Breed and sort of intern uh, with you guys. Uh, when I came back um, from California after being out there for six months, um, <laughs> I started um, randomly sort of through just happenstance circumstances meeting up with a bunch of guys and sort of counseling through some issues that they were having. They're all guys who'd been in church and Christians and stuff like that, but for one reason or other had been hurt at certain churches or had fallen away from church for for, for a couple of different reasons. And um, so I was meeting with, with a few guys and, and the, these guys all knew each other as well. So they were like, oh, well, after a while, they were just like, we should all just meet together. So we started meeting together and then they were like, we should just do a Bible study. And I was like, okay, but let's let's do it so we can we can we can open it up to um, you know more people. And so we did it kind of like a book club type way where we'd study a book of the we'd go through a book of a Bible in the same way as a book club would. And after a while, the guys were like, ah, no, no, we don't want to do this. We want to do a real Bible study. So I was like, okay, okay. So more people started coming along. And then after a while, they were like, oh, this, this is difficult to do this on a weeknight. We should do this on a weekend. And I was like, so you guys want to do it on Sundays? And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it on Sundays. And then so we started doing it on Sundays and more people started coming along. And eventually I had no other alternative to start saying, well, this is this is church. I had no intention of starting it whatsoever. God just kind of just pushed me in that direction and didn't really give me much of a choice with it. And now we have um, we have like about 15 people coming on a Sunday morning. And we've just started a Monday night meeting because some of the other people who wanted to come along or some people who were coming on Sundays couldn't make it on Sundays. So they meet on Mondays as well now as well. So that's so, where we're at. So people, you know, those of you listening, you're going, oh, 15 people, man, that's that's like, that's just not even barely a core team for a church plant. Yeah. This is, this is what you have to understand about whales. Um, to get <laughs> to get one person from Wales to show interest in the gospel is a big deal. And and so you have to, um, you know, I would come back to America as a missionary the first couple of years and I'd tell them, Hey, you know, we've been over there and a dude got saved in the factory. And, you know, I remember coming back being excited because three people got saved. And I'll never forget sharing on a Sunday morning at my singing church and them looking at me like, oh, Peyton, oh, <laughs> oh we, I'm so sorry. We, we need to pray for you more. Like, like to them, like they didn't realize like that is huge, right? Like that is a miracle. Like when you're in Europe, it is, it's like going to San Francisco or gosh, you know, Manhattan. It, it is just, but, but it, on speed, like maybe, you know, twice, three times, it, you know, how you would quantify that it's much harder. And so the, the, the reality is to, to get people. And I remember going and seeing it and loving the fact that you guys were very content to just have it be what it was because non-believers were coming, it was working, and they were getting saved. And so there will come a point, don't you think, Barry, at which the Christians you know, that are coming along, they're going to be like, let's make this into a church, right? Um, what, what do you feel about that? How do you, how do you navigate that? Because 
you've got something that's working. I remember the advice I gave to you guys um, when when I was there. Um, how do you navigate all that? How do we? How do I navigate it? People, the it... pressure from Christians to take it oh. and make it into something different. Now that it's hey, you know, this is really cool. Let there's this kind of like you know this pressure, like kind of like Israel, right? Israel was doing good. God was their king, you know, on and on. And all of a sudden they looked around the other nations and said, hey, we need a king. And they remember they go to Samuel and say, find us a king, man. And Samuel's like, you don't need that. You know, like just let God let God be your king. I, I would liken the pressure that Christians give to something like what you're doing to, um, you know, to make it like, hey, let's get in a building. Let's do this. Let's do that the same kind of thing because they have in their mind an idea of what they think church should be. And yet this is highly effective, you know, kind of our tagline on the other podcast, which is uh, the church planner uh, magazine podcast, church planner podcast in order to reach ones. Nobody's reaching. You need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. That's what you're doing. So how do you navigate the pressure between reaching those that people aren't reaching versus the the pressure to make it like all the other churches well we have had a couple of the guys who started coming along and they're like hey so when are we getting a building and i just have to turn around and say to them look this is what is working now this is what god is doing now maybe he will take us there in the future but right now this is where he has us he has steered this church every step of the way so far so I'm not going to take the wheel and divert it in a different direction just because it would be easier or we could then do a worship service or whatever, or we could, you know, have our own space and we won't have people making loud noises and interrupting the discussions and stuff like that. But that, that's not what, that's not what, what it was, how it started. So I don't feel like that's where we should go ahead. So that's how I, what I've said to the guys. And the guys really respond to that because um, they see that I don't want to, if anything, I'm a reluctant leader, almost like you were in Pillar um, in the beginning. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where we're at with the whole thing. Um, I, and, and, you know, I, I think they like the fact that there's good coffee. So, the, you know, I just say, <laughs> you know, if we go to our own building, our coffee will probably suck. So, hey, so you're already winning. So, yeah. So you're doing this in a coffee house, right? Yes, we do it one on the Sunday mornings. We do it in um, a Costa Coffee, which is a UK chain, and then on the Monday nights in a Starbucks. So, did you need to get permission to do it in the coffee house from like management, or is it just like, hey, there's only 15 of us, no one really cares because we're just taking a few tables over here and talking? Yeah, I, I went to the management and I said, this is what I'm planning on doing. Are you guys okay with that? Because um, I didn't want to be going in there and 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 just you know, ruffling feathers, you know, and making, well, I don't know, we do, it would be a bad witness straight away. You know, the fact that we're there every Sunday and uh, we clean up after ourselves and make sure the space is neat and tidy when we leave. And um, I think, I think it's just a simple way in which we can show that we respect them and and love and care for them. Um, So yeah, we, we did that with both buildings. Starbucks were particularly um, were particularly helpful. They were like, "Hey, we reserve a table for you and everything." They were they were they were really awesome. Um, so that was yeah, great. 
you've you've had to reserve your own table because when I was there in the summer, you were um, you weren't there that day. But no, what, what's amazing is you're training up other guys. Like I got a I got someone asked me this week. They're like, hey, we you know we've been talking over on this and we want to we want to start jump school, which is our online training. And they're like, hey, we, we, we you know they're getting the bug. So a lot of the people that are coming, of course, some of those guys were back with pillar when we planted. And so, you know, to them, that was how they got saved. So it was kind of normal, but now I think they're beginning to realize what we did in pillar isn't normal. And Mm. we, you know, so we're going to go to other churches. We're not going to get trained to do this. So, um, we, we want to learn how to do this. And so, um, but, but the, the, the thing that's, that's kind of cool is when I was there, you know, I was so impressed with Phil and I know Nathan's there and others who will probably yeah. be coming up in time. But um, but what's amazing to me is how uh, these guys that you're not needed. You have done it so that uh, you've been replacing, you've been equipping them and pushing them to the front to lead this. Tell me a little bit about your uh, your strategy and and what you're why you're doing that and what you're doing to, to get these guys to stand on their own. Well, from, from day one, um, of when I realized this was actually going to be a thing. Um, I was like, I have to have some sort of plan if this does grow really quickly. So Phil was uh, Phil Collins, um, not of the um, Phil Gen- Collins. What not, a pull. No, no, not, not of, not of Genesis fame. Oh, um, not that guy. Um, so well, I, Phil Collins, um, that's kind of disappointing, Barry. Yeah, I know. Like Ruben saw, I, I put a picture of him up on Facebook this week and I said, Phil Collins was teaching this week and he was like, what? You guys are celebrities. We can't match that. <laughs> the old bait and switch. Come here, Phil Collins. Talk about Jesus. <laughs> I should put that poster up. Should I? <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be good. That's a good way to get people to come. Anyway, um, you would back it out, man. Where where were we? I'm I'm kind of. We were talking about kind of you know from day one you knew that you had to kind of replace it. Yes, yes. So because we don't have our own facilities and we have no money, and in Wales there is, I mean, there's there's not much funding for church planting in the in the U.S. So there's zero funding for church planting in the U.K. Mm -hmm. Um, That if we were going to do it, we couldn't just take over a whole coffee shop. Like if so, if say like and if, if if 20 people come, the format that we do it on wouldn't work so i knew that we would have to then spread to different coffee shops um so we've kind of i've already started to do that with with the monday night i mean i haven't fully left phil in charge of of sundays but he has been leading for the last three weeks Mm. and he's been doing a flipping great job um and uh, he's even he's even just taken on um going to uh calvary bible college in the uk online which is, is great so he's doing that um so it was from day one, I knew I had to reproduce myself um, if this was going to work as 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 a model of any of any shape and form. And it was it was it was sort of inspired by, by what Francis Chan has done in uh, in San Francisco um, in those apartment complexes that he sort of, you know, he goes through a, he started up a little group, built up a leader, moves on to the next one. And that's and that's kind of the plan. And Phil's already now started uh building up his own guys so it's 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 just constantly reproducing ourselves 
And I so, know you're you're on you know you're you're engaged to an American, so I mean you're you're probably uh, Reuben's sister nonetheless, which yes. which means that you even have to treat her really right, or oh, we'll find you in a box, and not even in a box. We won't just, even find him. That'll be. We'll gone. never find you. Um, so you know you are a man <laughs> of faith in many ways, and uh, you know like we say in Pillar uh, Refuge, uh, saved but still dangerous. Um, so here, here's the deal. Uh, you're doing that. Um, I was able to witness firsthand, um, people that hadn't been to church in years and also people that maybe, uh, you know, were, were very far away from God or open to Christianity, open to Jesus. I know Simon, uh, stumbled into us, uh, while we were there, there were other people. Tell us some cool stories. Just, you don't have to use names or embarrass anyone, but, uh, but what would be some cool stories of what you've witnessed happening since you've seen this? Just, you know, people kind of making breakthroughs in their personal faith. Well, I mean, Phil, Phil was, is probably the, the poster child of, well, of the whole thing we did because I met him in a, in a, and I know he won't mind me sharing this because he's very open about it. I'm, I happened to just bump into him in a Starbucks. And me and him just started talking, and I knew he was a wrestling fan, and we started talking about wrestling. And then I just started to get into what he'd been up to. And he, he'd been through it. Like, he'd had a really rough time of it um, with, like, suicide attempts and was just suffering with serious depression. He'd been looking after his two grandparents who were very unwell. He'd been almost, like, full-time carers for them living in with that and he and then they both passed away within like i think it was like a month of each other and so his whole life was like turned upside down and it, he has come so far i mean we've only been doing it about since it's only been a year and now he's you know leading the group in bible college and is confident in sharing the gospel with anyone like i each and every week, he's like, "Oh yeah, I ended up talking with so and so. I ended up because like they see us, um, like the, the 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 staff in the coffee shop see us um, doing the coffee shop churches. So then when we were in the coffee shop later on in the week, they end up asking us questions. And Phil has had all these conversations with all these people. He's like, wherever I go, people keep asking me about Jesus. And so he has been um, a huge revelation um, and and an inspiration to to a lot of the other guys. And then one of the other guys, um, Nathan, he was just a couple of months ago was like, I'm an atheist. I'm a staunch atheist. And then this last Saturday, he went and Bible shopping with Phil. Hmm. And now he's like, I'd love to lead a week. I'd love to lead a week. And it's just, it's, it's, it's surprising how God is using it. I, I honestly didn't see anything like this happening when it first yeah. sort of started kicking off and it's just these guys are just really just running with the ball and just going with it and it's just it's great it's great to see and you well, what's kind of cool about this is i know there's people who you know they can't make it every week because they work you know maybe they work yeah. retail or whatever and they can't make it every sunday but they know it's there and they're well, they're on a journey i talked to one individual who was on a journey with God and and I can actually see evidence is this person is walking with God now and you know it it just it, it's phenomenal man just to to see again when I was there I was like you guys don't change us if anything 
reproduce this, multiply this. And so as, as I came away, I just remember thinking, this is powerful because you guys are, this is going to spread. You could literally run one of these in every single coffee shop in the UK, every single Costa or which is Starbucks competitor or Starbucks. And this would, it, it would, it would do something. And if you had a centralized network like New Breed, wink, wink, that, uh, you know, could, <laughs> could kind of pull people together when it was time. This is Paul's methodology. Share the gospel. This is getting out into the marketplace. And when things take up, you know, kind of gain enough speed, well, maybe then, you know, you're going to need to bring them to a place to worship like a Monday night or whatever. But that's the model that you guys have followed. And I would love, maybe in future, we'll get you on the podcast again, because um, one of the things I would love to hear about and love to hear you tell us about your internship in California um, when you, you came out. Oh, goodness. Because uh, that was kind of not just with me, but with Ruben. I mean, Refuge, but also Refuge Long Beach, but also Refuge San Pedro. I mean, you, we really put you on the front lines. We put you on the front lines, and then we put you on the front lines on speed. <laughs> I know. Little Welsh boy from a small little fishing village preaching in the project in San Pedro. <laughs> well, hey, Pete's got a crazy. question for you, Barry. We could talk to you a lot longer, but uh, this is our shorter show. So, man, thank you so much. And, and one suggestion I would make to anyone who's listening is if you do this, Barry's got a little sign up there and it says uh, Coffee Church. It's got the time. They go around and they tell people very nicely, hey, you know, are you almost there? We're going to be having a group, if you wouldn't mind, in, in a little while. You know, we, we normally use this space. And one of the things you can do is offer to buy people a cup of coffee um, when you got to ask them to move. But, but not only because they go about a half hour, 45 minutes before and, and, and try to clear that space. Number two, um, you can have on your sign something like, um, you know, uh, first time join us and we'll buy your coffee. Something like that. So, all right. So Pete's got his question and uh, I'll back out here. Barry, if you were to get into a physical fist fight with Chris Langham, who would win? Oh, Langham. I was one. I've been like, I've been thinking, who was he going to ask that I would fight? Langham. Langham's got got some reach, reach. man. He's got that. He's got the reach. Those long. Oh, goodness. I feel like I feel, I don't think I could I don't think I could take him. Although I much I would list I, he's too nice. I wouldn't want to hit him. Yeah, he would never hit you. He just wouldn't. He's too nice. See, now, this, I, I it's funny for him, those he wouldn't want to hit me. It would just we'd just end up just I don't know. Yeah, because I, for the, for those of you that don't know, Chris Langham is the um teaching uh elder at Refuge Long Beach. He is um he is kind of a celebrity, even though you may not know who he is. Through the word.org, it's almost half a million downloads a month. So that's pretty epic. They but, pretty much uh, put our podcast to shame. <laughs> I mean, he, he is he has a, a very downloads. soothing voice. He's a very soothing voice. So I imagine that would be his tactic. He how, would about just this slowly one? how about this one? Send me to sleep. Barry, <laughs> if you were to get into a physical fist fight with your future brother in law, Ruben. Oh. <laughs> who would win? Careful I how take, you answer now. I know I, you got to be careful. I, I take him every time. I take him the Welsh against the against the Latinas every time. I hate to tell you this, man, but you are smoking crack on that one. <laughs>
There is <laughs> no way you're taking Ruben. And there's no way Ruben's fighting clean either. Let's just be frank about it. You're not taking him and he's not fighting clean. No, I, all Ruben would have to do is look at you and you'd be on the floor. The couch naked, That's though. how tough Ruben is. Dude, I'm a big dude, but I can tell you this. If Ruben stepped to me, I'd be like, I'm getting out of here. I'm running. Yeah, if if Pete and I together were going to try to take Ruben, we'd still run. Yeah, we really would. We really would. Because <laughs> even yeah, if we escaped, he's got friends, man. He, I, I, I just... He does, yeah. Even if you took him down the first time, then yeah. You, you'd, but the advantage is the Celts, we fight naked. <laughs> I think that would throw him up enough. You're not the first one that's used these tactics, but one guest did call us back and say, please erase everything I said off that. He did. Yeah, (laughs) we did. We had one guest do that. Oh my gosh. It was hilarious. Hey guys, this has been hardcore church planning. This has been Barry Waters and Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. Arnold, take it. Remember, if you are called to church planting, go hardcore or go home. You've been listening to Hardcore Church Planning. Hardcore Church Planning has been brought to you by the Church Planner Podcast and the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the App Store for both Apple and Android devices. If you like this episode, leave us a positive review. If you didn't like this episode, we'll be happy to give you your money back.